The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Making Money Fun with Shanna Tinjum. Like you, Shanna had all kinds of questions about money and finances from a very young age. She learned to not be frightened of financial discussions and became an expert on managing money in the process. Shanna and her guests are here to demystify money, investing, and personal finance. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Shanna Tinjum, Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge, guests on this show and Heritage Financial Strategies are not affiliated. Let's get started. Here's your host, Shanna Tinjum. Welcome back, everyone. This is Shanna Tinjum, the host of Making Money Fun. I am so glad you're with us today because today's show is all about making insurance fun. And I am thrilled to have in the studio with me my good friend Leah Gum with American Family Insurance. Welcome in, Leah. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, I don't know if, if it's even possible to make insurance fun, but we're going to try. Does that sound all right? We can try. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, I, um, I'm i going to tell a little story as we get started that you probably don't even know. And when I um, was growing up, my folks had another name brand insurance company. I won't say <laughs> which one. But we used to joke in my family that our premiums paid for their kids' college <laughs> Uh, because I was not the best driver. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I sort of almost yearly had a uh, event with my car that totaled it. Oh, no. Yeah, it was not good. Um, it, my parents were grateful when I turned 18 and was on my own from that perspective and a lot of others, I'm sure. But it um, it taught me a lot about insurance, about the importance of having it. We always had full coverage, even if I had a crappy car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always had really great home insurance. And then we'd have an event like a, a, a sump pump would back up and my dad would find out he didn't have the writer for that. Yes. <laughs> It was sort of a joke, actually, in our whole neighborhood that uh, that we never quite had exactly the insurance coverage that we needed. But it seemed like we always had way more than the average person had, so we never could quite figure out what was going on. <laughs> but uh, it taught me a lot about um, especially property and casualty insurance and being in the industry that I'm in as a financial advisor taught me a lot about life insurance. And I'm sure you have a lot of stories about all of those. But I know your background, Leah, is um, a very interesting and in sort of the road that you took to get to this point, having been in advanced planning at a funeral home prior. Right. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you ended up really being passionate about insurance. I have a similar childhood story a little <laughs> bit. Um, and an on unnamed insurance company, um, <laughs> When I was about nine years old, on Christmas Eve, we had a house fire. Oh, my gosh. And my parents had just fully remodeled our home. Oh. But guess what? They didn't let the insurance company know. Or, you know, the insurance company 
you know, wasn't in touch with my parents to see what was going on. So when the house burned down, they didn't have enough coverage to rebuild it. Good Lord. So my experiences early on were not pleasant with with insurance. And so that's why I'm very passionate about staying in touch with my customers so that if they do a remodel, we know about it and we can make sure that they're covered if something like this happens. Wow. I don't know that it would occur to me to, to mention that. But so it's very, very important as an agent that you stay in touch with your clients and that they feel comfortable telling you about those things because either they could not have the right coverage or not have coverage at all. If, if for example, somebody gets engaged and has a beautiful new expensive mm. engagement ring. Yes. Um, I had that problem too. I lost my engagement ring and we didn't have it scheduled. Yeah. yeah and this was before uh, um, I met you. So now I know better, <laughs> but uh, it was very painful. <laughs> well, I guess I have an advantage because in 79, when our house fire happened, our insurance agent couldn't see that my parents were doing the remodel on Facebook. But see, <laughs> I have the advantage. I can stalk my, my clients yes. who are usually my customers too, um, or even friends too. Yeah. And I can call them up and be like, hey, beautiful ring. We want to get that on your policy. <laughs> We've got to get that scheduled. Oh my gosh, that's so true though, because social yeah. media wasn't even a thing when we mm-hmm. were younger. So mm-hmm. there's really no way that they would have, that the agent would have known if they hadn't been right. conducting those insurance reviews. Right. Um, so tell us a little bit about that process. What is an insurance review like? And, and we've talked a little bit about why they're important, but for what other reasons are they important? Well, mostly, you know, people will sit down with their agent at some point in time and they'll set up coverage that fits them for that time, mm-hmm. right, in that moment. Right. Um, but things happen. Yeah. And what I see with a lot of the, the biggest insurance companies out there is that they do what they think is right for their customer then and never touch base with them again. And yeah. 10, 15, 20 years sometimes go oh by. Gosh. And by then, people have children and yep. pets. Yep. Some people have horses that their <laughs> agent don't know about. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's life changes. So, you know, the rule of thumb for me is annual personal insurance review. That makes sense. Um, it's painful. Nobody wants to do it. But... <laughs> You know, it's really important because yeah. the rings or the pets or the toys yep. or the additional, you know, assets that people have, they they accumulate them. And if those aren't added on, yes. they're unprotected. Yes. And people work too hard for their stuff, too. Oh, my gosh. Just to yeah. have it gone yeah. for no good reason. Yeah. So now another reason I've heard to, to do an insurance review is because sometimes there are discounts available that we may not even know about, and you may not know enough about if, if people don't talk to you to apply them, right? Sure. Um, you know, that's why I really put it back on the agent, mm-hmm. you know, myself to stay in touch. Yeah. Like, I, people just set it up and they just assume it's it's autopilot. Yeah. And in a way, that's good that they trust trust us as right. their agents that much but really that's why you know it's imperative we we talk because yes yeah. there are things that change and discounts that can be added are you know additional coverage that needs to be added yep and we miss those things if we don't stay in touch with our customers yeah for sure now i know a lot of states have minimum coverage rules as far mm-hmm. as auto insurance and does Arizona have one of those rules? Do we have to have yes. a minimum amount of coverage? Yes. The okay. the Arizona state minimums are 15, 30, 10. So bodily injury and property damage, 15, 30, 10. Okay. Um, and 
unfortunately, in Arizona, about 50% of people are driving with those coverages in place. Oh, my Lord. Or nothing at all. Oh, my Lord. Really? Yes. So, shocker. This is why rates in Arizona are kind of high. high Because we have a lot of uninsured or underinsured drivers. Okay, now explain what those three numbers mean for those of us that are listening that might not understand the the, um, details. Bodily injury um, for the liability that we have if we're the driver and we're responsible and we hit another person. Okay. Um, The 15 is per person, 30 per accident. Okay. And then... The 10 is the property damage. So Really? Right. I oh mean, my gosh. if you hit a light pole, it's going to be a lot more than $10,000. If you cause a pile up on the 101, yes. you're in big trouble because it's yes. not even going to come anywhere near to cover that. Right. Oh, my gosh. So this is why all of us need to have ample, uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage because most of the people that are going to hit us are are going to be in that situation so now that means if they're not they don't have enough insurance or no insurance our Mm -hmm. insurance will kick in and pay to make make us whole right correct okay yes so never reject those coverages and that's the danger of not having a trusted advisor help you with choosing those Um, when you build your own policy and it's, it's not a good idea because mm. I see that a lot. I review policies, and I see that they've chosen to not have certain coverages, and they don't understand what they're rejecting. Yeah. They don't can, understand the, the big gap yes. they have. Oh, my gosh. That's terrifying. And then <laughs> what I see sometimes, Leah, is I see clients that come into me that are really, really good at saving, and maybe they've saved a lot in you know um, their accounts, and they're really good at savers and investors with minimum auto insurance protection. Yeah. And it makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Because then what happens if you actually have assets, but crappy insurance, is they're going to sue you and and end up with some of your assets. Correct. Right. And this is why if you have assets, you need to have the higher auto limits. And not only that, but you should have an umbrella policy as well. I'm glad you mentioned that. So umbrella policy means what? Explain that. An umbrella policy will step in when you've exhausted the limits on your car insurance policy Mm -hmm. or if you have a homeowner's insurance claim that involves your personal liability. Okay. So it's going to go cover you for anything above those limits on those policies, including your legal fees. Oh, that's a big one. It's it's priceless, honestly. Um, And it's so cheap. It's really, really inexpensive. Compared to the risk that you're transferring to the insurance company, when I have clients look at those, they kind of sometimes say to me, why didn't I look at this before? Or my agent didn't, why didn't my agent tell me this? Yes. And, and mainly it's because either they don't have an agent or they have an agent that has so many customers that they don't really have the time to put that personal service in. Right. Or yeah. the agent doesn't realize what their assets are. Yeah. Or what, you know, what risk they have. I have clients who have teenage drivers. Oh, my Lord. I recommend highly <laughs> that they have that. Or if they travel a lot. Because yes. an umbrella policy covers them worldwide. Oh, that's a great point. Yes. Wow. Yeah, so th- those are two really important po- points. Now... If you're going to have an umbrella policy, there are also certain requirements as far as limits go, correct? Right. Every every company probably has their own criteria, mm-hmm. but yes, we we wouldn't write an umbrella policy for someone who has a state minimum 15, right. 30, 10 
car policy. Because you know gonna, you're probably going to have to use it if they are in an accident, right? Exactly. Okay. So there's going to be some minimum underlying limit requirements. Okay. But honestly, the it's not hard to to increase those limits to qualify people for the umbrella and those people really need it oh anyway. Oh my gosh, yeah, without a doubt. That's so, so important. Now, in the state of Arizona, if you don't have insurance and you're stopped or you're in an accident, what's the uh, punishment? What what happens? Um, well, they're gonna get a they're gonna get a ticket. A big ticket, right? Right. Like really expensive one. Right. <laughs> and in fact, you know, people come to me and without insurance, yeah. and they they want to get it. And yeah. That's hard to do. It is. You know, it's you're going to pay a premium. Yes. If you're coming into a company and you have don't have no a history, prior, right? Right. How yeah. long do you have to have insurance before you're not? Because is that considered high risk at that point, or no? Yeah, it's all factored into. Okay. So know. how long do you have to have coverage in place before you can lower those premiums and maybe get some higher limits? I would say, you know, you're at least one term. Okay. So you're six months, you do your six months, and then you can okay. look at something better. Okay, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Now, um, so when we're talking about auto insurance, that's, you know, a big one because obviously most of us drive, and Arizona is not a real, you know, uh, walking-friendly state <laughs> our walk score is low <laughs> yeah exactly we we don't do a lot of that because it's really hot here most of the year um but the other uh, facet of this is really where you live because you either drive a car and you you know and that's one thing but where you live is an entirely separate conversation and it's either renters if you rent a uh you know house or if you own a home you have to have homeowner's insurance unless you don't have a mortgage if you have a mortgage, they're going to make you have homeowner's insurance. Yes. Um, but t- let's talk a little bit about renter's insurance first because I do meet with uh, some folks, especially that millennial generation. Yes. They love to rent. They're, they're not huge into homeownership yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am surprised by how often they don't have renter's insurance. Yeah, they, they don't really think they need it. Yeah. Um, what they don't understand is that if they're living in your house and they do something, say a fire in the kitchen, $40,000. Yes, your policy, because you're the homeowner, it'll it'll fix that kitchen. But the insurance company is going to say, well, who was responsible for this fire? (laughs) And I've heard horror stories where people are paying back that $40,000 for years and years and years. And a simple renter's policy that really is like, could be ten dollars a yeah, month. Really inexpensive. It's so yeah. so inexpensive to get the the personal property protection mm-hmm. and also the personal liability protection. Yeah. Uh, that's so important because if is if you're renting and somebody comes to your house and gets hurt, you're not covered either. Right. You know they could personally sue you right. and the landlord, but you right because you were the one there and and without uh, renters protection, you're in trouble. Right. And this is shocking to me how many homeowners or you know I call them business owners because they own these homes and they rent them to other people it's a business owner's policy for a rental property okay these owners should require their renters to have renters insurance this is I I, it shocks me how many people don't require it I know I um, all through college was a um, resident manager at an apartment large apartment complex and we had as a requirement to renew your lease, you had to prove that you had renter's insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean they kept it, but at least we did the best we could to at that once a year, make sure they right. had it. Um, and we did have a situation where we had a fire and the ones that 
didn't have it had wished they had listened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. I will tell you that. So it's, yes. it's really important. Now, like I said, if you have a mortgage, they're going to require as a condition of keeping the mortgage that you have homeowner's insurance. Um, and so Leah, tell us a little bit about the different types of homeowner's insurance and really what to look for when we're out there pricing homeowner's insurance. There's, there's two words mm -hmm. <laughs> that you need to look for on your policy. Replacement cost. Yes, that's so important, isn't yes. it? Now, why is that important? Well, if you have a policy that's replacement cost, then your your home, if it's a total loss, is going to be replaced. And your policy limits should be set to the right amount so that that's covered. Yes. And most policies, like mine, for example, we also include an additional 20% yep. above and beyond if needed, even yep. if, you know, if just for cushion, basically. Yep. Well, because prices go up, right? right? So 10 years from now, it's going to cost more to build the house that I own now than sure. it does today. Sure. Right? There is some inflation built in. It's going to kind of increase um, incrementally each year at renewal. Okay. okay. But still, above and beyond that, there's another 20% built in. Okay. If you have an actual cash value policy, they're going to say, well, that house is... You know, the roof has depreciated this much and your granite countertops and your flooring wow, and this yep. and that. And next thing you know, you can't rebuild your own house. Wow, that's, that those, would be heartbreaking. Yes. And those policies are very inexpensive and people love them. And be because builders, I don't think they really know what they're they buying. Don't. They don't. Builders like to include them because they want to keep it cheap because they want them to buy more house and they don't care about the insurance oh, coverage. Man. And when I review those and I see them, everyone's freaks out of course. and cancels those policies and happily pays more because that's the coverage they should have on a brand new oh, home or, yeah, you know, most of the homes in our area yeah. are newer. Yeah, for sure. Well, and even if they're not newer, it's going to, um, the houses aren't built like they used to be mm -hmm. and materials are going to be more expensive and, mm -hmm. and it's just um, it's terrifying to me to think of that loss and, and in yes. the midst of that loss then having to realize that you can't rebuild what you had before. Right. Oh. Which just takes me right back to 1979. Right. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yes. I, can, I can't even imagine. That's crazy. Now, one of the things that I hear a lot from clients and, it, and sometimes it's true but often it's not is I feel insurance poor. I feel like I have too much insurance. And um, when we come back from the break, Lee, I want to talk a little bit about that because there are so many different types of insurance that are out there that may or may not be applicable to everybody. But I think sometimes they people get scared mm -hmm. and maybe they have a situation in their family and they run out and buy insurance. And then five years later, they buy insurance. And then five years later, they buy <laughs> more insurance. And maybe they haven't had somebody take a look at everything to make sure that indeed they need everything that they have. So mm -hmm. when we come back from the break, I want to talk a little bit about that and sort of how you can look and make sure that indeed they have the right coverage that they don't have too little and that they certainly don't have too much because I know that sometimes it feels kind of icky to pay an insurance premium that you're never going to use, right? Yes. But um, boy, if you need it, you're going to sure be glad you have it. Yes. And that's what I tell clients a lot. So, um, and, and, and that is definitely an issue with a lot of people. I mean, we all have budgets that we have to stick to unless we're, you know, um, Rihanna. <laughs> we don't have to worry about uh, about income and, and expenses. We've got to factor that in somewhere. So we're definitely going to talk about that when we come back from the break. Thank you all for listening. My name is Shanna Tingem with the Making Money Fun Show.
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you going through a life change like divorce, death of a spouse, or starting a business? Are you tired of financial professionals talking at you instead of with you? Are you worried that you may not have enough money to retire or to live the lifestyle you want in retirement? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to contact Heritage Financial Strategies today. At Heritage Financial Strategies, we'll get to know your goals and dreams and design a plan together to get to achieve those dreams. Call 480-397-1184 or visit heritagefinancialad.com. My goal is to develop a relationship where you feel like you can ask me any question and know that I'll give you an honest answer. Again, that's 480-397-1184 or heritagefinancialad.com. Shanna Tinjum, registered representative, securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Shannon Tinjum, investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Heritage Financial Strategies are not affiliated. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Making Money Fun with your host, Shanna Tinjum. To reach Shanna or her guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Shanna at heritagefinancialaz.com. Now, back to Making Money Fun. Welcome back to Making Money Fun. My name is Shanna Tinjum, and here we are today with Leah Gum from American Family Insurance Making Insurance Fun. Yay! <laughs> Didn't think it was possible, <laughs> but I think we're making it happen. And unfortunately, when you need insurance the most is when you, a lot of times, have something bad happen. Right, right? yeah. Your house burns, you have a car accident, you get sick. Health yes. insurance is one thing that neither one of us do. Right. Thank God. That's all I can. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yes. It's a, a tremendous mess in Arizona, especially, and in some other states right now. So I'm not going to talk politics because that's <laughs> off limits on my show. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to get on that soapbox, uh, and I'm not going to. But that's something we don't do, um, and something that I think a lot of people that that the light is getting shown more on as far as far as having um, needing to have health insurance doesn't mean they're getting it, but I think right. it's being talked about a lot more. So when we're looking at, you know, we have a car or maybe two, we have a house and we've got, you know, two or three different policies there. We may have other insurance policies through work. Maybe we have a life insurance policy through work, um, you know, and it can feel like we're paying a lot, we're spending a lot of money in in insurance premiums. Right, an intangible. Yeah, we're not getting anything fun for it, right? Mm-hmm. We're not even getting a Starbucks out of the deal. <laughs> Well, so, if you had a, have a good agent, maybe you Maybe would. you do, exactly. <laughs> maybe you get goodies delivered to you every once in a while. I know how that goes. Um, but it de- it can feel really, you know, overwhelming sometimes. Um, so, Leah, tell us a little bit about what, you know, how, how, how you feel about that. Like, what are some things that, that, that folks that are listening can do to make sure that they don't have too much coverage? Can you be overinsured? I've seen one person be overinsured. Wow. Uh, most people that come to me and we sit down and review their policies, mm-hmm. 
because they're kind of out of date right. with limits and things, they're not right. overinsured. But I did have one man who I found to be overinsured, and he was crying about how much he was paying. And I <laughs> and I was like, you are. Yeah, you are right. overpaying <laughs> because you're paying for stuff you really don't need yeah. in your situation. Ah, uh, got it. You know, if you're a renter... Uh, you probably don't need 250,000, 500,000 limits on right. your auto policy because right. they're not going to come take your home right. or something like that. Right. So, okay. you know, there are, that was a situation okay. where someone was overinsured. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I often tell clients, I mean, there's insurance you need, like car insurance and health insurance and um, home insurance. Yes. And then there's insurance that's really nice to have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of them, it may not be nice for you, but it may be ni- really nice for your spouse that we, right. that we help people with is life insurance. Right. And that's often one that is tough, too, because you might get a policy from work, mm-hmm. but what if you don't keep that job? And yes. now you're 10 or 20 or 30 years older, and it's either impossible or more expensive to get a new policy if you're laid off or decide to leave right. employment. And it's usually not a lot of money, either. No. With that, that, you know, maybe one to three, I've seen as much as 10 times their income, but that's an extra expense. That's not, mm-hmm. you know, included, so to speak. So life insurance is something really that isn't for you. Right. We're all going to die, right? Yes. I mean, you know, that's unless you know something no, I don't. No, <laughs> I've, I've, I've never figured out how to avoid it. Yeah, exactly. You, being in the advanced <laughs> planning business at a funeral home, it, you know, it, 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 it's almost never planned. Right. And we we don't know when that's going to happen, but we do know that if we leave somebody behind that relies on our income or that relies on us to take care of the house and the kids, it's really important that in the midst of that grief, now they're not trying to figure out how to maintain their lifestyle, right? Yeah, absolutely. You do not want to die and have people angry at you. And you don't want them... You know, they don't, they shouldn't have to feel that yes. way. You know, you, they should be able to grieve and not be worried about, oh, how am I going to pay the bills yes. now that they're gone? Entirely avoidable. Yeah. Too, right? Right. And the, and the policies at work, absolutely, like, that's awesome. Do it because yeah. it's cheap group coverage. Yep. But you can't rely solely on that. Right. Personal experience, 22 years, my husband was employed by a huge company, yep. and we took all the insurance they wanted to give us for very little cost, yep. but f- we were smart enough to know that at some point in time, he was going to leave there, yep. whether it was by choice or, <laughs> or not. not. Yeah. And so we did set up our own personal yep. policies so that now at our age, yep. we're not going, oh, let's get a policy yeah. now. Good luck, right? Right? I, I mean, mean, we... Look, we can get it, right. but what can we afford? Exactly. Is it going to be get? so much more expensive than right. it would have been years ago when right. you know he was thinking about when he might potentially want to leave? Right. And 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 you don't want to have to make that a part of your decision. Right. I've had clients come to me that now are uninsurable and are being given an amazing opportunity to start their life again, mm-hmm. the, the the golden parachute, mm-hmm. and they can't get life insurance coverage on the open market because now they're uninsurable. Right. And they, I've had several clients that have debated, do I stay or do I go just for that reason? And that mm-hmm. is a really horrible reason to stay at a job you don't like. Yes, I agree. <laughs> you know, so it's important to know that there are options out there. Yeah. And most people totally overestimate the cost of what life yes. insurance really is. Yes, I find that too all the time. Mm-hmm. The younger you are, 
um, it, you know, it, it, it really can make such a difference. And it doesn't have to be crazy expensive. Right. You know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so much more affordable than people think if they would just take the time to find yeah. out. And that's the hardest part is to... Um, get people to even open Think their mind it, to it. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. That that's a tough one too. And you know, nobody wants to think about death and dying. But like I said, it's not like we're going to get out of it. So, no. and and honestly, what I tell clients too is my hope is that you you we work together long enough, and you do what I'm asking you to do, and you save, and you and you become wealthy. And at that point, insurance is optional. Life insurance is an optional thing right? when you don't need it. Mm-hmm. But when you need it and you don't have it, that's when you're going to wish that you did. And that's when your family's going to be, you know, putting up the GoFundMe to pay for your funeral oh. or, oh, my God. There's, does that not break your heart when you see that? It, like, it, I, and to, uh, completely avoidable. Completely. Yes. yes. And, and a lot of people think that's what you should do or that's that's the answer yeah. to it. Yeah. And it's something that is it is something that they could have just just Easily. a little bit. Skip a, scar, a Starbucks yes. or a dinner out. It's so it's better to have something than nothing. Yes. Some people think, well, if I can't get a million dollar policy, never mind. You know, yeah. it's not enough. Well, isn't something better than yes. nothing? Well, yeah. and even, I mean, I know this is heartbreaking to think about, too, but I even talked to my clients about adding a child writer onto their yes. their own coverage. Nobody wants to think about, God forbid, should your child die. That would have to be the worst mm-hmm. possible scenario. But then not to have the money to properly bury them? Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine. So, I mean, for n- virtually nothing, you can add that to your own life insurance policies until they're 18, and then you don't have to worry. Well, and think about this. Not only that part, but if they're a child writer, when they're 18, they automatically qualify without any medical test. Wow, To get their huge. own policy. Yes. So, guess what? If mom and dad are diabetic... Maybe maybe the 18-year-old yeah. is not, but not most likely he will be. Yeah. But he can get a policy anyway. Wow, I've just huge. done that for some customers, and it was amazing because I know that that's a policy that if he would have waited, he wouldn't have been able to get. Oh, my gosh. That's so important. And I, I've had a lot of parents that have said, I will pay for your mm-hmm. life insurance through the time that you graduate from college or mm-hmm. whatever. And then it's up to you whether you do the smart thing and continue it or not. Right. But I think that that's really, really smart because that's the very last thing you want to have to think about if you've got a college-age kid that something happens to either. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you're scraping by to, to put them through college and now you have to think about that, that's, that's just got to be awful. Yeah. Well, and think about this. Hey, that could be, if you're trying to marry off your kid, that could be a good selling point. Like, (laughs) hey, they have a really nice life insurance policy. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like it's like the uh, the modern version of the dowry, right? Exactly. Oh my god! Is that what you're trying with the girls? Are you, are you working that angle? No, <laughs> okay. no. But something that is another thing is the guaranteed purchase option. Yeah. About those. Yeah. If you're seven and at seventeen you have a policy that's paid for six times in your life, you can add to that yeah. without medical testing. Yeah. Again, you might have become diabetic or something else yes. between the time you're 7 and 27. Yes. It doesn't matter. Exactly. So, I think that's so important to yes. really think through mm-hmm. all of those options. And, you know, maybe that's a, you know, I hadn't thought about this, but maybe that's a good, like, grandparents gift to, to the grandkids, too. Like, do they really need another pair of, you oh. know, shoes or whatever? At Christmas, I I try to encourage the the adults in the life of their the grandchildren. Like, yes. do they really need 
another toy. They yes. have like a hundred already. <laughs> you right. could put that same amount of money into a life policy, and that is a gift forever. Yes, yes. For them, for their family. Yes. How do you know? How do we continue to pass on wealth yes. to our to our future generations? That's, that's one it. way to do it. Yeah. yeah, that's wow. That is really huge. Now we haven't touched on this, which uh, you know is I think a bigger deal today than it ever has been, and that's long term care insurance. Mm. That's another insurance that I think nobody really wants to think about. Yeah. But the statistics are staggering, especially for women. About eighty five percent of us will need care at some point in our lives. Yes. And that's not cheap, is it? No. Um, I'm not an expert on long-term care, um, but I know that, um, yeah, the, the cost on it is crazy. crazy. I know many people in that industry, Yes. and it might be five to $8,000 a month, a month for yeah. an assisted Easily. living facility yep. or something like that. Easily, yeah. And we're pretty lucky here in Arizona. We have lots of choice. Like right. We have every level of care with in every location. But if you live in a small town, you may only have one choice. Right. And that choice may not accept the Medicare mm-hmm. version of long-term care. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, you only get the Medicare version of long-term care if you are destitute you have no money right so you they will make you spend all of your money first and then if you don't have a long-term <laughs> care policy then they'll take care of you mm-hmm. but at that point let uh, this sounds really really bad but let's hope you don't leave because right. then you spend all your money <laughs> right i yes. mean it's terrible they make one spouse spend down yes right yes half the money yes. and then they're left living on nothing yes. while the other person's getting free care i know or um some of those places i've heard have a six month to five year waiting, waiting list. list to get in for the ones that are exactly. the reduced cost especially in smaller towns like i said mm-hmm. in arizona we're pretty lucky we went through that with my my mother-in-law and um found her a place re- relatively close to us but if you're in a smaller town or metropolitan area with only one or two choices you may not get in mm-hmm. your family is going to be left struggling to care for you, to pay for somebody in the home, which is two to three times more expensive full-time yes. if you need 24-7 care than it would be in a facility. So it's just devastating. And honestly, you know, m- m- those of you that are listening that may think down the road that you are going to be in this situation, you don't want your kids taking care of you in that way really either, honestly. No. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a dignity yes, thing too. Yes, You know, and so... Yeah, to have a plan in place for that is is pretty important yeah. because realistically, yeah. that's where we're all yeah, I headed. Know. Right, we're either going to need life insurance or long term care insurance at some point. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, I mean I think that that's that's important to remember. And with all those premiums adding adding up, it can kind of feel like you're insurance poor yes but if you don't have it boy you're sure going to wish that you had and usually when i don't know if you see this in in your um office leah but usually when somebody comes in to me and really is like gung-ho about buying a specific type of insurance it's when they can't get it because <laughs> they know they need it exactly you know and it's like okay you can't buy auto insurance after you've been in an accident right doesn't work that way yes so i mean there and there are lots of other um lots of other options out there and there are a lot there are, there is lots of insurance out there that probably is optional sure you know and and you just have to decide how much risk you're willing to take Right. I think with every type of insurance, right. you have to decide how much risk you're willing to take and how much you want to transfer to the insurance company, right? Right. And it's like with healthcare, even though neither one of us do that, we we both need it. Yes. So we understand that if you have a high deductible, 
if you're pretty healthy, maybe that's the best way to go. Yep. And you're saving money for yourself yep. to cover that. Yep. You know, instead of giving it to them. Yep. What, hoping to get sick? Exactly. We, we're hoping to stay well. Yeah, so. we're hoping to stay well. <laughs> and there are health savings account options today, mm-hmm. more and more of those, yes. that, that do mean that you save some of that money for yourself. And honestly, to, to give a shameless plug here, that's one of the things that I do. And health savings accounts are the only triple tax-free way to save money for your future. It's tax-deferred. It's tax-free going in. It grows tax-free. And then coming out, you pay no taxes on it. That's amazing. So it's a pretty sweet deal if you have an HSA-eligible policy. But those are, again, you know, coming under fire with all of the Affordable Care Act stuff. So we'll see how all that plays out here. Darn it. I, I want more information I know. About we'll have to talk about that because <laughs> that's like my favorite way to help folks invest. It really is is pretty pretty sweet. And being a small business owner, you know, looking at trying to cover adequately cover all of our staff for insurance mm-hmm. is it's sickening honestly yeah Ugh, i don't you know off my soapbox okay <laughs> <laughs> not gonna get on that soapbox oh my gosh um and that's what actually what i want to talk about in our last segment leah is where the personal insurance sort of draws a line and the business insurance takes over because i know you know a lot of us have small home-based businesses or a second business or maybe we have a spouse that owns a business and uh or maybe we drive for uber or lyft mm. i know you can get on your soapbox there right um and how do we make sure that those things get covered because you know what i want really want your help so that the listeners can understand is what constitute a business constitutes a business and then what do we need to do if we're acting in that business to make sure that you know it doesn't completely unravel our personal financial security um, because i've seen that happen unfortunately as well and it is heartbreaking when somebody's out there hustling and trying to work in two or three different jobs trying to make some extra money and then they're in an accident and it, and it really does the complete opposite of what they had hoped yes. that it would do you know so um, that you know so i think that that's that's really important and you know that or delivering pizzas that's a big thing mm-hmm. that you know if you're if you're working or on the clock and and um, that is the situation how do we get covered? Yeah, well, that's one of the things that I see business owners making mistakes about is they don't realize that when they send their employee to the bank oh my gosh, or to pick up lunch, oh, yeah. here, here's 20 bucks, go get us lunch. You think you're like being a sweet employer yes. by doing that. But what if they get in an accident, accident. while they're doing that? You oh know, if gosh. you don't have the right coverage on your policy for that, yes. that becomes a huge nightmare. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, there, and it's it's something that your agent should be asking mm-hmm. about, you know, do you have employees? Do you ever send them out to do errands for you? Right. You know? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Now you've got me freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that very often. But, wow, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, wow, yeah, that's there's just so much that goes into that, and um, I, you know, and, and I, I know so many people that operate cottage businesses out of their homes mm-hmm. too, and you know, that's another question I want us to answer is what if you have clients coming into your home or you go into their home, yeah, as a like a massage therapist or right. you know, what do you what kind of coverage do you need? Because I think that that's something we don't think too much about until we're you know in a situation where our dog bites somebody or. They trip and fall and break something, <laughs> um, and then we're just kind of left figure, trying to figure it out after the fact, which is never a good time to 
no ask if you've got the right insurance coverage so right <laughs> awesome well we'll talk about that all when we come back to wrap up uh the show today thank you so much for listening this is shanna tingham with the making money fun show From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you going through a life change like divorce, death of a spouse, or starting a business? Are you tired of financial professionals talking at you instead of with you? Are you worried that you may not have enough money to retire or to live the lifestyle you want in retirement? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to contact Heritage Financial Strategies today. At Heritage Financial Strategies, we'll get to know your goals and dreams and design a plan together to get to achieve those dreams. Call 480-397-1184 or visit heritagefinancialad.com. My goal is to develop a relationship where you feel like you can ask me any question and know that I'll give you an honest answer. Again, that's 480-397-1184 or heritagefinancialad.com. Shanna Tinjum, registered representative, securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Shannon Tinjum, investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Heritage Financial Strategies are not affiliated. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. are listening to Making Money Fun with your host, Shanna Tinjum. To reach Shanna or her guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Shanna at heritagefinancialaz.com. Now, back to Making Money Fun. Welcome back, everybody. This is Shanna Tinjum with the Making Money Fun Show, and I am having a lot of fun with insurance, and Leah Gum is in the studio. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. It's I'm Friday. Not, it's Friday, right? <laughs> That's the only way insurance is fun. No, I'm kidding. So before the break, we were talking a little bit about the... Um, you know, small business and and when that sort of crosses the line. So, with, with your with American Family, Leah, tell us a little bit about when it when a personal activity becomes a business activity. Well, if you're driving a van that says, I don't know, I do, I, I paint, I wash windows, I wash or windows. I paint, yeah, yeah. If if it's kind of on there with magnets or graphics or paint you're you're probably doing business wow and we would want to no matter how small right you know even if you only have a few customers you're representing yourself you're driving around with with this on your car wow um it looks like you're doing business yes so if you're going to do that most likely you should have a commercial auto policy now what does that mean exactly how much more expensive is it is it a different type of coverage yeah business insurance is is a completely separate okay. animal and it's it's going to be a lot more expensive unfortunately yeah. you know it is it's a lot more expensive than that personal lines policy now do you i'm assuming you have to have the personal lines policy and then you just put the business policy over it is that how that works no are they separate no T- completely separate oh, okay. all right um, i have I have some customers who I just have their business insurance and not their personal or vice versa. Okay. Um, You know, sometimes we're not the cheapest on business, but we are great on the personal and Mm -hmm. and 
you know, it just depends on the type of business. Yeah. Yeah. And some types of businesses have very high rates. It depends on what they're doing. Right. So if they're in the car driving all over the place all the time. Yes. And they may have uh, a high claim rate or something like that. Then they're going to they're going to pay more for business insurance. Right. What types of industries would that apply to? Well, for example, uh, pest control <laughs> happens to be yes. a very expensive um, industry to insure. Now, why? Why is that? Well, I believe it's because of what they carry on their trucks. Oh, got it. Okay. The pesticides and things like that. Okay. All right. So people perceive that to be dangerous. Yeah. Um, even though I now know that. A lot of people can go into a store and buy the same products chemicals, yep. and carry them in the trunk of their car. But you don't ever know that. You don't know. Yeah. And they spray their own houses with that stuff Ugh. and nobody knows or right. cares. But it's a very highly regulated industry and so it becomes very expensive. Mm, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. What other types of industries are expensive to insure? Um, definitely contractors. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of potential claims on uh, that yep. and the claim isn't going to always be immediate right it could be five years, years from later, now yep. 10 years from now okay that makes sense yes now um you brought you just mentioned something that made me think do you do like errors and omission type insurance as well yes okay so any any um uh, professional services person should also probably have that type of insurance because your home auto business um residence whatever you're calling it that really won't cover those types no. of lawsuits or claims, right? No, definitely okay. not. So you you would definitely want your um, specific profession yep. insurance insured. Okay. And Arizona Missions, two kind of two different yeah. things. Yep. Um, even people who just write a blog oh should have gosh. insurance. Really? Yes. Is there like blog writers insurance? <laughs> Yes, it's okay. like a, it's like a media type thing. Oh my gosh. I hope you have it. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. No. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know that existed. That's yeah. wild. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and a quick story. Um, I know somebody who, who should have media insurance mm-hmm. based on what they do. And I reviewed the policy, and what they have is a policy that covers the, as if they were selling books at a bookstore. Oh. In other words... Someone gave them the wrong policy. Oh, my. Yeah. So you have to be really careful about the policy that you're given and make sure that it actually is providing the coverage that you need for what you actually do. Oh, my gosh. I I know nobody wants to pay high prices for insurance, but what good is it to buy a policy that's not going to protect you for when something actually happens? Yeah, even if it's, you know... And and we wouldn't necessarily, as consumers, know that it's the wrong policy until right. we need it, and then it's right. too late. <laughs> yeah, get a second opinion. Oh, that's Be so sure important. if something yeah. doesn't make sense, yes. just just get another set of eyes on yeah. it. I think that that's so important because it's you know those declarations pages and the policies that you that the, you know the insurance industry provides are pages and pages and pages and pages long mm-hmm. and they're not written really for um, normal people to understand especially right. the policy itself right. well, they're not written for us to understand them right so um, it, that's where it's important to sit down with uh, somebody that you trust and say explain to me what this means if it's not your agent it should be your agent yes. um, but if it's not then you need to check with somebody you trust to really give you the lowdown on what it is that you've bought. That you've bought. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a misconception, too, Leah, and I wanted to mention this, is that a lot of people think you can't switch insurance until your policy is up for renewal. Oh. That's not the case, is it? It's not the case. Uh, 
sometimes it's more convenient to do yeah. it that way, um, particularly when um, you escrow your home yeah. um, insurance with your mortgage. Yep. But um, banks are very used to providing yep. refunds and starting, you know, and paying for that again for you yep. when you get the refund from your old company you just send it back to your escrow account it happens all day every day yeah. at those banks and yep. all day every day at the insurance company and it's not a big deal right to do right um so yeah and for someone to pay for something that's not the right coverage or overpay yeah. for something just to wait yeah. i mean I, I say never pay more than you have to for a day longer than yeah. you have to i agree completely that yeah. that totally makes sense now what other types of business policies as a small business owner entrepreneur solopreneur um, massage therapist you know whatever mm-hmm. what, what do we need to be looking out for as far as coverage that we might not have um well if you have any employees, for sure, you're going to have to do workers' comp. You yep. should do workers' comp. Yes. Even if you have one employee yep. other than the owners. Yep. Obviously, the owners can exclude themselves right. on the policy. Um, but even if a part-time employee is out there working for your company, I highly, highly mm-hmm. recommend do not skimp. Do yeah. the workers' comp. Yep. Um, but general liability, for sure, for pretty much anybody out there, like you said. Um, yep. Sometimes if you have a home business, you can just do an endorsement on your home policy. Yeah. If maybe you're doing something that is like, I don't know, an Avon, Mary Kay type sure. situation, mm-hmm. um, you might just be able to add a very inexpensive endorsement on your home policy for that. Yep. If it's a legitimate business, you're going to want to do a, a real business policy, business policy okay. that's going to cover your general liability, um, damage to premises, mm. things like that. Yeah. Now, that's something I think a lot of people or business owners don't think about necessarily is if they have people that are employees, customers, or or anybody like that coming in and out of their premises mm-hmm. and somebody trips on a rug or, you know, um, something of that nature, that, that has to be covered as well. And that's something that would be covered in the business premises policy, correct? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, there's there's separate uh, coverages for medical expense payments. Mm. So it could be something very minor, but you know, it can five or ten thousand dollars it can be pretty you know, yeah. A small thing can get that large. It can it can spiral out of control, yes. especially when you get the attorneys involved. Right. If you don't have the right coverage in order to step in to help you, right? Right, right. Yeah. And the last thing you want to do is lose your business over something that small. Oh my gosh. You know. So it's it's something that's very inexpensive and should be part of every business policy. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've heard this story or not uh, yet, Leah, but I'm gonna tell you because it happened just um, a week or so ago. Did you hear the sign story? The sign? Becky's sign. No. Oh, my Lord. So we, our office is right on a, a, a pretty busy downtown thoroughfare in Gilbert, right on Gilbert Road, 207, by the way, hint, hint. <laughs> um, and it, we put a A-frame sign out every day, just letting folks know yep. that we're there. And and normally there's a hair, a hair salon that the, the two of the ladies that work at the hair salon stand out by our sign and smoke when they go out for their smoke breaks. Normally that's where they are. They weren't there this particular day. And all of a sudden, and we're in the basement, we hear, boom! And um, about five minutes later, ten minutes later, the, the girls from the hair salon come down with our sign, and it's mangled, and they're white as a sheet, and they say, um, there was a gentleman in a truck that came up on the curb and hit your sign. 
Wow. And turns out, and he had, he was a commercial business. Mm-hmm. Um, we, so they wrote the phone number down that was on the magnet on the side of the truck. Yep. And turns out he was searching for a Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say probably texting and driving. Yeah, we thought that. But yeah. he admitted that it was he was searching for a Pokemon. Oh, um, And he, he did bring us in a new sign because, of course, he didn't want us to, um, being an attorney's office where mm-hmm. I, my office is, he was probably a little scared. <laughs> but um, the, those poor girls that usually stand right there are lucky they didn't get hit. Wow. And it, um, he more than likely would have lost his insurance coverage <laughs> <laughs> and possibly his business if somebody had gotten hurt. Yes. As a result of him chasing a Pokemon. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> and he's lucky that the sign he hit was an A frame or yes. sandwich board type it, sign and not yes. a real sign because the big signs are. Yes. Well, and, and, and it was like a foot away from the planter with where the tree is up there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it could have easily been catastrophic. Oh, he's lucky. He's so lucky. I mean, he was lucky nobody was hurt. Yes. You know, he was lucky that um, it it wasn't, the property damage wasn't worse. Mm-hmm. But it's just like in a split second, the whole world can change. Yes. That was, I hope that was a big reality check for him. I, I hope, hope so, he too. went home and... Deleted that app off his well, phone. for sure. But also, he should be reviewing his insurance. Because there that was a that was a little reality check. Like, oh, I just got lucky. Yes. Something big could really happen. Yes. And I better make sure I have... Good coverage. My ducks in a row. Yeah, I know, right? And I think that's when a lot of us really look and go, oh, my gosh. Like, I get that question a lot after somebody you know, has a family member that passes away or mm-hmm. has a family member that ends up in a long-term care facility. That's normally when I get the question, tell me, remind me again about my coverage, you know, yes. or let's sit down and look again at my coverage. And it's it's one of those things that you hope um, doesn't happen. But if it does, it does serve as a, as a good reminder mm-hmm. that you need to make sure that you've paid attention. Right. And know what you've got going on. Yes. You know? Yes. Those life events are the usually the big one. major triggers. Yeah. For people Reviews. to review, yeah. you know, if someone dies, or it should be when people get married, yes. have children, yes. they're upsizing or downsizing, yep. uh, they retire, they buy a business. Yep. You know, when anything big changes, one of the people that you should be talking to, besides your financial advisor, <laughs> is you. your trusted insurance yes. advisor yes. as well. Absolutely, because those are we can see things that you don't see, mm-hmm. and that's one of the benefits of having another set of eyes is that we can. You know, try to 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 solve a problem before it even exists. Correct. You know, and and you'll be so glad you did if you if you ever need that type of of coverage. So, Leah, uh, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we uh, before we close the show out today? Hmm. Gosh, I think we really covered, covered it a, all. A lot. The only <laughs> thing I didn't we didn't talk about that has come up a little bit here in our area is flood floods okay Um, real quick a lot of people don't realize that water coming into your house from the outside will not be covered by your homeowner's policy yes it will not yeah so definitely talk to your agent about getting flood insurance if that's something you're concerned about okay that's a great point we had that situation in our house too in addition to the sump pump backing up (laughs) we had a flood and didn't have the right coverage growing up so we've been through it all and honestly it it's, yes, it's another expense, but it's not as expensive as you would expect it to be. You're absolutely right. And it's very worthwhile. It can
can protect your structure and yep. also your contents. You got it. That's a great point. Thank yep. you so much. Um, Leah Gum with American Family Insurance. Leah, how do we get a hold of you? Oh, um, phone? Yeah, sure. Okay. 480-718-6849 is my office. Awesome. Go with gum, right? Yeah, go with gum. <laughs> that's, on, that's my Twitter. That's your Twitter <laughs> handle. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Leah. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I really appreciate oh, you no letting me do it. No problem. We had a great time and somehow managed to make insurance fun, which is not an um, easy task. That's true. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for sticking around and listening. I really appreciate you being here. I am Shanna Tingem, co-owner of Heritage Financial Strategies and the host of Making Money Fun. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to catch the next episode of Making Money Fun with Shanna Tingem, live next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great weekend and an amazing week. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. Shanna Tinjum, Investment Advisor Representative. Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge, guests on this show, and Heritage Financial Strategies are not affiliated.